Welcome to the Black on Black Education Podcast. My name is Eva Jean Charles. Today you're going to hear an incredible conversation with Sasha Gay, trustee, editor-in-chief of Quaint Revolt Media. Hope you enjoy. Hello, hello everybody. Uh, tell us about yourself and what you do and why you do it and just, yeah, catch us up on game. All right, sure thing. So my name is Sasha Gay, trustee. I was born in Jamaica, the countryside in St. Anne. And I spent most of my most of my um, schooling and, and stuff here in Atlanta. So I have a really dualistic kind of cultural experience, which I'm I'm really really proud of. Um, and it all kind of culminated into my work, which is um, starting Quaint Revolt Media, which is an arts and lifestyle concept fusing um, independent niche publishing and um, slow retail. Okay. Um... Okay. Um, so what does art mean to you? And like, um, and yeah, what art means to me is just the process of creation and whatever comes from that. Um, I believe we have a limited kind of view of what art is, but everyone has an art, you know, it could be in a traditional sense, such as music or painting and drawing and film. Um, but for me, I think art is anything that kind of comes from the soul and you try to manifest it in the physical world. Amazing. Wow. And for me, I think art as has just been, my entire life has been a series of creation, you know, just a series of delving into different sections or genres of artistic creation, whether it's through my education. Yeah, so for uh, over the course of my life, I feel like art has been just a series of different transformative um, eras where I'm creating a new self, creating a new being, creating a new way of existing and engaging the world. And that's just been my way with what I like to call creative living, mm. you know, just creating the life, a life of my own, a life that is informed by the things that I'm passionate about, the things that I advocate for and you know, the things that I hold dearly. Awesome. And so like, just tell us a little bit about what those things are for you. Um, so right now, the primary, um, I guess the primary medium of my art is through Quaint Revolt, the magazine, um, where we cover contemporary um, visual art, fashion, music, and film coming out of the, uh, emerging out of the African diaspora. I want to hold in on emerging because we do focus on up and coming talents and I'm really, really proud of that. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so how did you come to have such a meaningful relationship with the arts? Honestly, I really feel like the arts chose me. Um, I'm not an artist in any sort. I don't sing, I don't draw, can't draw a straight line for anything. But I remember um, very early on just being 
really appreciative of music and sounds and textures and you know just people being able to express ideas into these abstract or physical just manifestations of things that are going on in their heads whether it's a fashion design concept or um a new painting or you know experimenting with digital digital art like I just yeah I've always been interested in that and I never really had an outlet for it um early on so I just kind of chose rebellion as a way of exploring the arts and I've always been interested in writing and documenting and I loved hearing people's stories which is how I ended up in journalism um and covering covering the arts essentially mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's been a art the arts has been my saving grace and it wasn't until I was a little bit older you know going into college that I realized it was something that was special and super meaningful for me okay um and so for you like in school growing up and throughout your childhood did you have access to the arts in terms of like in school at home your family kind of introducing it to you or anything like that not at all. There are no artists in my family. Um, my mother worked in, in, in healthcare and my father has worked in the service industry his whole life. Um, I've nothing around me drove me to the arts. So I, I, I've always looked at myself kind of like the black sheep, <laughs> you know, the renegade of the family. Um, and it took a while for me to just convince my family to let me go crazy and try to figure this thing out. Um, but no, I didn't have, uh, I will say that both of my parents are super creative. Mm. They just never had an outlet for that. You know, coming from the islands, you gotta be a doctor, you gotta be a lawyer, you gotta be a nurse, you gotta work in the resorts. And, you know, there's never, like I said, all the women in my family either work in like banking or corporate nursing mainly in the medical medical field so I never really had um a outlet for that outside of just crafting my own sense of being and and rebelling against whatever structures um create career structures that were laid in front of me got it it. so now getting specific into the black community knowing how many black students and students of color throughout the united states and around the world um how underserved they are in terms of resources, in terms of educational opportunities. How important is that? Um, how is imp- how important is that? Is it that arts be implemented into their schooling or into their um, educational trajectories? Um, I think it's extremely important. In fact, it's crucial to their development. And I think we have a limited view of what arts can can provide students and I hate to keep using limited view but it's just this is how I feel and just based on um just my 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 observations you know the arts really teach you how to think um not what to think versus you know traditional education it's telling you what is and what works and the formulas for everything and you know I think the arts kind of give us that it expounds upon what our imagination is capable of and 
how useful imagination is and being creative. So I think having, um, implementing arts in every discipline, I, I do think the arts can be multi um, interdisciplinary. It, it can go into any type of career. You can be a mathematician and be creative. You can be architect and be creative. I mean, it all kind of, the arts really is the, is the focal point and the center of everything else in my view. So I think it's crucial, especially for black children. You know, we, we are naturally rhythmic and creative people and to stifle that, um, we've seen what those results have produced um, over the years or over the centuries, stifling black creativity. It leads to a disconnect from spirit. It leads to a disconnect from history and personal history, our history. It, it, it does alter the way that we think and how we view the world. And I think having a well-rounded um, education that includes some form of artistic or creative facilitation um, really uh, enables children, Black children, to have a, a better shot in life because you're not stifling any aspect of them. Yeah, because it's just kind of like the idea that so for me, I don't consider myself the most creative person in terms of, in terms of, it's difficult for me to come up with new content or like, it's just, I think I'm more of like a A plus B equal, like I'm, that's just kind of how I am fundamentally. But then I think of how much I love music and how much I love to go to museums and how much I love to like go to Broadway plays and things like that. And then I'm like, okay, that's because I can appreciate creativity and I can appreciate yes. arts and I can appreciate all these different things, but that's because I've been given the opportunity to see those things. Absolutely. Looking at a kid's eyes brighten when they watch a new Disney film is mm. instead of telling kids that this is just an outlet or this is just fun, this can be something that you create or you cultivate. Absolutely. And too often in these underserved communities, we see that's the first thing to go. Our yes. physical education, the things that are letting children move and breathe and be and yes. touch with, with who they are and who they could be, we take those things away first and force down their throats what is and what has to be. Absolutely. Um, and yes. yeah, so just hearing you say that, it's kind of just like, I have never thought of art as being a fundamental part of, of my, my existence. But yes. then I think back to how many days it was just not a good day. And if I put my headphones on and escaped the current world, exactly. my day back. <laughs> and so um, that's incredible. Exactly. Just thinking of weight, like there, there are ways and there has to be ways for teachers to be able to incorporate these things into, into, uh, into the classroom because. Absolutely. I mean, there, I think there are even um, like studies or, or, or research on how turning educational concepts through songs or poems how those yeah. things resonate um better with children and, and they're able to memorize and remember things too um because i think what at the at the heart of, of the arts is relatability and experience mm -hmm. and and identity Absolutely. and when you incorporate that it's it's easy it makes it easier for children to be able to identify and see things so even like myself like I, I I'm not an artist or, or anything but I am a huge appreciator of art I know how to consume it you mm -hmm. know <laughs> and I've met so many people um who come out of just like these hyper structured educational backgrounds to where um their work essentially stifles because they do not know how to appreciate art because they've never been exposed to it in any way 
And yeah, I absolutely agree that at the at the core of it, it's not about becoming an art, but learning to engage and appreciate art and being able to consume it critically and holistically and just fostering your own sense of artistic living, no matter what field you end up in or where your career end up going. But yeah, I, I hope fully agree. Wow. Awesome. Um <laughs> And so I feel like you talked, you touched on this a little bit, but how can art and creativity help the black community specifically, not even just young students, but yeah. in the community in general and the diaspora in general, um, come into their self-purpose? Oh, oh my gosh. I think it's, it's critical. It's crucial because when you look at the history of, of black people, you know, let's say descendants of African, um, descendants of Africans, our ent- it's in it's in our being we've never not been creative it's it's in our dna it's in our it's our very it's in our very being so in order for us to fully engage with ourselves and be self-aware and you know the only way you can be self-aware is if you can relate to your past to your history and see how it contributes to the present and then formulate ideas for the future. The only way we can do that is if we are engaged in our creativity, if we are mastering it. And I think, yeah, I think it's, it's absolutely crucial and critical for people of color to go back to their roots and figure out how did they do things without technology. Mm-hmm. It was through being creative, through trial and error, through testing, through mixing mud with water and thinking of it as ink and dipping stones or whatever to carve writings on walls it's you know aligning the pyramids with the stars it's it's everything it is completely and utterly essential to our thrive us being able to thrive as, as a race as humans in general i mean even when you think about neanderthals they're they're the only way they were able to survive was through creativity and making artifacts and knowing that they had to go to a warmer climate, you know, and figuring out ways to do that. Or even just going back to um, when, before we were homo sapiens, you had people building rafts and boats and traveling across continents really before any um, hyper industrialization or hyper technology driven society. So art, the arts and creativity is, is as human as being a homo sapien. It, it just is. It's, in, it's embedded in us. And I think the only way that we can really thrive as humans is if we are in some way connected to our own creativity and can appreciate, appreciate it from others. Absolutely. And I think like a lot of what you just talked about, it's like, I'm a history buff. That's, that's my thing. And so... Mm-hmm when we think about what we learn in school, we, we hold up the box and we hold up the Shakespeare's and the Picasso's and it's it's incredible that, 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 that they've done the work that they've done. And it's amazing. But it's also just like, when we look at Egypt, we don't drill into black people that that was y'all. That was y'all. It's not that that white woman who played Cleopatra. Like like Egyptians were black people. And and until we learn to connect dots in in all that we created, all that the Greeks and the Romans, they came to us. 
yeah. to figure out astronomy. Yeah. They came to us to figure yeah. out mathematics. And yeah. too often we don't get to see it in that lens. Yeah. And, and even just the way you talked about it in terms of people who invent things, we call them inventors or, or whatever, yes. just mean, but they're, they're artists, they're, they're creators. Yes. They had to come up with these ideas that take creativity, that take you stepping outside of the box. Because if you weren't stepped out of the, outside of the box, if you weren't looking at something critically, exactly. then in the same way that an artist with a paintbrush or, or someone who writes, the same way that they have to be creative and step outside that box and, and yes. put those pieces together, um, it's the same thing for an engineer or someone Absolutely. who's trying to create the next bullet train or all these various different technological advancements that are happening. Um, we often just don't take the time to look at art and creativity in the lens in which you just yeah. kind of described it. So that's... Um, it's absolutely absolutely big facts it's just the truth of the matter every single field every single when you think of any rebel rebellious person any type of inventor any type of massive culture shifting creator it all kind of stems from creativity and being thinking like an artist absolutely yeah. <laughs> and so we just talked about coming into self-purpose but for a lot of people, art is a means for self-care. Um, tell us a little bit about how it has been self-care for you, even as someone who doesn't physically create. Oh my gosh. I, I tell people all the time that art saved my life. Mm -hmm. I was in a terrible relationship when I was 18. Um, I was being sexually abused in that relationship and I was all, it all kind of stemmed from me just being completely disconnected from my purpose and what I wanted to do and how I expressed myself. And when I, I started school, I was a criminal justice major. Before classes started, I switched to psychology. And this was in my associate's program. Right before I graduated with an associate's in psychology, I changed my major to journalism. I was like, I have to write about the arts and I'm gonna stay back as long as I can just to be able to do that and yeah I did it and then I went on to get my bachelor's in journalism and anthropology and it it was it was the defining moment of me coming out of everything that I had been had been dealing with every facet of myself that I lost in those years or those few months being in that relationship and just going through all of those things it literally just gave me a renewed sense of purpose and it gave me my identity back in a, in a way because when I was in high school I was experimenting with like fashion and you know all of my friends were creatives and we had a coalition but after that I just kind of lost it and even though I went back to it in a different way it was the right way for me and it literally gave me my voice back it gave me my purpose I found something that truly just spoke to my soul and I could pursue it and do it with 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 vigor and passion and complete wholeness you know and I didn't feel like I was sacrificing anything um detrimental to myself and the only way I was able to come to come fully into my identity was <laughs> through learning how to express myself in the arts absolutely beautiful and I'm, I'm so happy that you found that and it's so sad to think of how many people are 50 and 60 and 70 years old and have never found that for themselves yeah I think about my parents I, I think about my mother who's worked in healthcare, but 
my mom is probably the most elegant, creative, social person I know. Like, I know she would have been an amazing lifestyle creator or, you know, just interior decorator. She just has an eye to get my style from my parents, my, my love for music, my mom... I remember just collecting, stealing all my parents' CDs and how they played music around the house. My mother collected Black art. I had Black representations around me all the time. And, you know, they were intentional in, like, buying me Black faces as toys. My dolls were Black. And it was, they, they weren't conscious of it, but they were creative living. They were living creatively. And it was so intentional without them even thinking of it and I know that both of my parents could have been amazing creatives in this world but life didn't afford them those opportunities to even explore that side of themselves so I feel like in a way I feel like I'm I'm kind of drawing on what my parents weren't able to do and it all just kind of culminated into me and you know I already I'm a love child (laughs) um and I, I feel like that is the sole purpose of my parents, them coming together, two naturally creative, artistic people who never got to explore those, that side of themselves. I am able now to give a platform to people who are expressing themselves through the arts. And it's truly special for me. It's, it's, never, it's never frivolous. It's, it's never just easy. It's always heavy and meaningful and deep for me to do this work. And yeah, I, I, I can only imagine, I think about my grandmother, who is the most stylish, impeccable, most, oh my God, I can't even put it into words. Like this woman is the most personal style. She has just, it's just it. She's just it. Mm. And I know that it it was in our nature and we just never had had those opportunities. So I think it's absolutely detrimental yeah. uh, to, to formulate these communities of artistic expression, however they may come about, whether it's through crochet or knitting or painting, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of, you know, when we think about the older generations, they were told you got to go to school, get a good job, be a lawyer, be a doctor. They weren't thinking about the arts, mm-hmm. you know, and now we see this new age of like black arts renaissance happening and it's because it was so necessary, it was so needed and yeah, because we it had been stifled collectively and on a personal note as well through our families, but on a collective level, I think we all kind of bought into this American dream where it looked one way and we kind of lost our artistic prowess, but now we're 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 getting it back yeah millennials are doing it we're doing it (laughs) well we were talking before before we started recording just kind of about um the idea that like oftentimes we do find ourselves talking about the negative side of things and and in what you just said that that's a powerful understanding of the the great things and so because our well you're a millennial i'm gen z Yes, <laughs> whatever. Um, but uh, like our generations are, are allowed to, we're given the space in a different way or even the opportunity in a different way. And even if, and even if you do have parents that are like, this is how, what you need to do. This is what is right. This is how it works. There are yeah. just still so many different outlets and in which to tell your story through the arts and through yes. And so that's something for us to highlight and then just kind of like, 
it just just highlight and continue to 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 gain from absolutely the, the, the idea that's like there are so many things that we can do that people in the past couldn't do so as much issues as, as there are and listen there's a bunch of them it is <laughs> people out here are walling but <laughs> we still are standing on the backs of people who had to sacrifice so much for us to get to where we are and yeah, so even though we're not, creativity. they had to stifle their creativity they had to decide that i'm gonna have to put food on the table rather than yes. and exuberate all that i wanted to be for myself and yeah. so there's so many artists whose art we've never seen and there's so many musicians yeah. whose music we've never heard because they were never able to give themselves to it yeah. and like I I'm thankful that I live in a generation where I can give myself to it. And, and there's too many kids in this generation who are told still that that's not the way to go, or that's not, yeah, what go, go be in tech, go do this, or, you know, or, or, or even told by the schools and the systems that we don't want to invest in your creativity and invest yes. in into your self-purpose. Absolutely. I'll Absolutely. give you an example. Now, even in Atlanta, there is a huge boom in like funding for entrepreneurship and you know there's a lot happening there but when you go into these interest meetings and you really dig into where they're allocating these resources it's still not in the arts yet atlanta is leading the forefront in terms mm-hmm. of music in terms of film you know and i'm just like what are so many amazing visual artists are coming out of this this hub right here and they're starving they're starving because there are no resources to proliferate their work and yeah even even up until yesterday I had a I was at a workshop and there is a a representative there who was working on this initiative um, for the creative industries and I had to tell him I'm like listen I've been to these interest meetings I've been in talks with the lady who's over this program and I've had to ask over and over, when are you guys going to cover the visual arts, the, 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 the natural traditional arts that are coming, that's coming out of this city? And they're like, we're working on it, we're working on it. But what it means to me is that we are still an afterthought. Even when you're seeing the bread and butter coming out of the music industry here, coming out of the film industry here, we are still an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's... It, it's still a lot of work to do. Um, And I I try to instill that even in my siblings. I'm the oldest and I have uh, five other siblings, Um, six, (laughs) one is coming. Um, But yeah, I, 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 I hone in on, yep, do your math, do your sciences, do all of that, but know that at the heart of that is being a creative thinker, being a critical thinker. And when we think about critical thinking, we always have to go back to the arts because the arts itself teaches you how to think critically because you're fusing Ooh. imagination and practicality. You're fusing the mind with the physical body and, and logic. So it's like, how do you express an arbitrary or concept in your head through physical the secular world and it's all it all to me it just always goes back to being and thinking creatively so yeah you're absolutely right even in today's time we still have to hey 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 don't forget about the arts Mm -hmm. because when if technology goes to crap or you know everything goes awry at 
you can't replicate an artist's work. You can't replicate an idea. You can't replicate what comes a story that comes to to a writer's mind. You know, you you cannot you cannot mechanize creativity. Mm. So that's that's one thing that's always going to stand. In fact, there are studies right now that say um, in the next few years, the most on demand in demand jobs will not be tech. There will be the liberal arts. There will be the creative arts because, because those are the figure out. Yes, those are the figure things. out how to how to fix the the problems that are going to be created. Exactly, technology <laughs> taking over. They exactly, and like, so we're flirting with AI, and we haven't even mastered the technology we have. I mean, we we're not even using it to the to the highest capacity that we could but we're creating robot citizens. I don't get it. Like, slow yeah. down and let's get back to the meeting. And I think, like, the issue is is that it's not going to slow down because mm-hmm. we're always it's not. chasing someone else and we're always trying to... And so, because it's not it's not going to slow down, we got to yeah. quick up and we got to hurry up and figure exactly. out how to get our community in on it and also ready to deal with, with what's going to change because exactly. if we don't have a bunch of critical thinkers out here... Yes. It's, it's going to be, it's gonna be we will be replaced by these robots if we are not proactive right now and, and it's, just, it's the way it's just the truth it's just where it's going we literally saudi saudi arabia has a robot citizen sophia is citizen, a citizen. of saudi arabia Listen. Okay? so we gotta get it we gotta get it right gotta get it. and um, all these movies we've seen it over and over again like oh you know what that movie had a point way back in the day about what you know these movies are yes they're they're fiction and imaginative but they're also rooted in oh wait this is what we think this is what where the world is going it's never just coming out of the blue you even, know even down to the things like where where people are like family guy predicts the future Exactly. Creative sat yes. down and created that world and create and thought and, and critically put pieces together of yes. how the world operates and how they've seen it operate. And exactly. And so it's just it it it's literally like we have to, as we were saying, have to realize that using the arts and using creativity is going to help us be prepared for what is coming. With yeah. one like people want to only stem 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 yes. stem great yes. and it's fantastic and it's necessary but if you can't formulate a thought on your own yep all that stuff that you're creating is going to take over you it's going to take over you so now they're, they're trying to social media right now oh it to me social media is it's it's an it's it's an evil like i love it because i i get my news i get my content i get everything that i want but on the downside of it is i i really get to see on a daily basis how disconnected from reality people are and it's like we ourselves are acting like robots and <laughs> you know it, uh, it it's it's a double edged sword but mm-hmm. I'm I'm really really hoping that we get a better, a healthy relationship with social media because the 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 the, the, the tuning and the 
it's just it's all based off of the idea that people will consume something without thinking about why they're consuming it how they're consuming it how that consumption is affecting them and again that just keeps coming back to the topic of this this conversation is that critical thinking creativity and using and using these platforms for good rather but but realizing that you're doing it and without creativity and without you're not you're not you're just not thinking about it they're not. They're, everyone is on autopilot right now, and I think it's the downfall of society is that we are we're we're on autopilot. We might we are no different from we're we might as well be programmed with with wires in our backs because there's no intention to anything. There is just being succumbing to the techno technological age versus mastering and and letting it work for us. It's working us. Yes. <laughs> and, and, so, working us. And, and so we just got to figure out how to get to that sweet spot where it is working for us and, yes. not, and not us feeling that we are having to live up to or, or I don't even know how to explain it. Just like let it look like, like you said. Unrealistic expectations of everything. Of, of like everything. beauty, of living, of how work is supposed to operate <laughs> what work is supposed to feel like yeah they're even trying to capture what self-care means now yes. self-care has to be yoga and cbd oil and the, it's just it's just like it's becoming really really difficult to handle all the things that are happening mm. because so many people have been trained to yes. consume information yes and not to question that information okay. and, and from what you're saying for a lot of people arts and creativity and critical thinking that is what helps you be able to block and say okay this is real this is yes. not this i need this i don't need and come yes. to, come to a consensus on how we can function in this new age and this new this new society exactly um, and so that kind of like brings me to the final question mm -hmm. um what do you want listeners to take from this conversation? Because I feel like we touched on a lot of things. So like yeah. if you bring into one thing that you want listeners to uh, kind of take advantage of, um, yeah, we can end on that note. I think what I would love for people to take away from this is we are living in a time where being interdisciplinary is absolutely crucial. You mm -hmm. got to know a little bit of everything everything is connected and you know that's why colleges inter interdisciplinary studies and yeah you kind of have to one 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 genre or one 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 type of um education is contingent on the other you know if you're in the arts you got to know the legalities around that if you're in the arts you got to know how to you got to know materials you got to know how to build spaces you got to know how to sell your work you need to know how to be how to represent yourself so I think it's all about being interdisciplinary but also um we everyone needs to be an advocate for the arts mm -hmm. everyone needs to be an advocate for the arts because being an advocate for the arts means advocating for critical thinking it means advocating for humanity mm -hmm. Being, a cre being creative is natural. It is essential to being a human. So I, more than anything I want people to take away from this is don't let the arts die. Please don't. Um, don't let the earth die either. But <laughs> before we can get there, we need to facilitate the liberal arts. We need to facilitate the social sciences because those are all creative 
um, creative sciences, and we we need to take it a little bit more seriously. Fund the arts, support arts education. Do not limit children to STEM. What about this new acronym they're coming up, STEAM? Mm-hmm. Got to have that A in it. Got to include the arts because nothing else, sciences, technology, engineering, mathematics, all of those things are great on their own, but they do not synthesize without the arts and creativity. Absolutely. That's incredible. And Yay. so just to end up, please tell the listeners where they can find you, where they can find the work that you are, that you are engaging with and on social media and all that stuff. Absolutely. You can find us online, um, Quaint Revolt. It's qrmedia.co. Um, that's Q-R-M-E-D-I-A dot C-O. And we're online on social media everywhere at Point Revolt. That's Q-U-A-I-N-T-R-E-V-O-L-T. And if you guys have questions or want to get to know anything about what we're doing, uh, my email is hello at quaintrevolt.com. Um, so yeah, we're, we're out here advocating for the arts, advocating for Black creativity and creative living because it is absolutely detrimental to the survival of being a human, um, survival of humanity. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you. you.